Hey, this is Brandon J. Clack, and you're tuned into Game Changer. Everybody, Brandon J. Clack on all your social media platforms here again with you with another edition of Game Changer. I got my dude with me again, like round two. Hey, Courtney Beard is in the building. What's up, man? What up? What up? What up? We back, fam. Yo, I, I owe you huge. Like the next time I see you, I'm gonna buy you a steak dinner, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. You know the the crunchy green beans. I'm gonna oh, make sure no. that I'm gonna make sure you get the crunchy fellas. Are you serious? Yo, you 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 doing me a huge favor coming to hang out with me again? How have you been, dude? I've been really good. But this is all love, though, family. Absolutely. I mean, listen, when you have family that's doing some tremendous things, you don't mind altering schedules, doing what it takes just to be a part of the moment. And you, sir, are killing the game right about now. Absolutely, man. I, I really appreciate that. I feel like uh, this is something that just organically flows out of me. You know, right. I, I love being in front of a microphone and just sharing my thoughts and my heart. And so, yeah, let's let's jump into our conversation today. Well, dude, I'm back again because you have released the book, Say It Again. Yeah, man. Say it again, say it again. And you talked about it in the last episode, how impactful it was. But I had this idea. What if we get into the book today because there are people right now that are tuning in and they are opening up to page number one. So this isn't an audio book. So just go with me here. If you open up to page number one, you have your first quote in there. And I want you just to read the quote and read the scripture and we'll jump into it and see what it's talking about. Go for it. Yeah, man. It says uh, never submit to anything that doesn't have power. And uh, the scriptural references that uh, I felt like were very important were James chapter four, verse number seven. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And then uh, Psalm 62 and 11, God has spoken once, twice, I have heard it, that power belongs to God. Essentially, the quote came from uh, really my desire to be connected to something bigger than me, number one. And so if I were to walk anybody through this particular page in the book, I would suggest to you, you have got to be humble enough to connect yourself to somebody, something that is stronger, bigger, wiser than you. You don't necessarily want to submit the intimate areas, the developing areas of your life to anything that doesn't have the power to change you. I think that's the problem with a lot of our relationships today, Courtney. I think we are giving over sensitive areas to our of our lives to things that cannot help us get to the next level. And then we're frustrated when we feel stuck in the places where we've always been. And uh, I think it's just counterproductive to submit to something that's not pushing you further. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Let's talk about that resisting. Now, I, I said last week, you're like a ball player. What position did you play? Well, you know, as I developed and got better uh, towards the latter end of my college days, I played the two through the five. You play, so you know what it is to fight through a pick. Absolutely. Okay, is that what resisting the devil is like? Do you have to, like, fight through some picks to make sure you keep going? Yeah, it's, it's almost like a wrestling match. It's almost like something is coming to try to distract you, trying, trying to create the, the unnecessary space to get the other person open. And uh, when you are clinging to your future, I feel like Satan's always going to try to come and hit you with a screen to get you off of the ball. And uh, really, the mindset behind that is that if I'm willing to submit 
to something stronger than me or a God concept or or maybe God has sent people in my life that know me and that is trying to work with me. My job is to resist the negativity or the temptation of doing things my way. People seem like, an, and I don't want to speak for everybody, they have an okay desire to submit to God, but they're not willing to submit to, let's say, their pastor, their uh, employer, their boss, maybe even a coach. Why is that so important to, to submit to someone like that? Well, I think it's important because it shows honor. And oftentimes when someone is in a place of power, they did something to get there. And whether you agree with that something or not, uh, that that's not really the, the, the matter at hand. You've got to really be okay with whatever lot of life you are in. And if, and if right now somebody is over you that you feel like you're smarter than or whatever the case may be, when you honor that, that office, that placement, I believe that God monitors and watches if you're ready to have your own. Say it again, the right conversation, create kingdom culture, page one, second scripture in there says, God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God. Talk about it. I really feel like ultimately the power source that we've got to submit to first is God. Before you submit to your mama, before you submit to anything else, you have got to submit to God. Now, here's how we can chop that up into bite-sized chunks. When you submit to God, it always starts with his word. So you've got to develop the kind of relationship with the Bible that corrects your lens of how you see people. A lot of times when you don't want to submit to people, it's because you don't see the Bible as a necessity. You see it as an option. But when those black words on white pages become necessity and not option, you begin to follow the manuscript of how I'm supposed to submit my life to the right types of people. We're here going over the book, page one, never submit to anything that doesn't have power. God is Psalm 62, 11. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this. Now, I've read this several times, and one of the thoughts I have is that when it says twice I've heard him, God said it once, and I said it once. Yeah. So that's twice. <laughs> so it gets down to the next page. What are some practical ways you can apply this to everyday life? How can I apply this statement, never submit to anything that doesn't have power into my life? Absolutely. When temptation comes, and, and you always know when temptation comes. You know, we act so oblivious to temptation. And I think it's because sometimes we like to flirt with what's coming after us. Right. And so we, we're kind of, we're not falling into temptation. We're, we're almost like jumping into it. You right. know, we're almost like running towards it. But, but when you get tired of living that kind of life and you really focus on your future and what that looks like, you, you really start to position yourself to trust whatever instructions you feel like God has given you. So practically speaking, let's just say, for instance, let's say God begins to minister to your heart and you've got a 5 a.m. call to be in prayer and it's it's in your living room. The way you submit to that is you tell sleep to shut up. It's, it's like you empower the alarm clock and, and when the alarm clock goes off, there's another action. You got to actually get out of the bed. And so uh, I think this book and this page is the alarm clock but the practicality of you getting out and doing it is when you hear an instruction or, or, or you, you know that something is happening to you and you need to get away from something, you need to move towards something, you don't hesitate. You move immediately. And that's really the power uh, of submitting to God. It's really the pace that he has. And that pace is absolutely important. So I was actually thinking about this. They, they, the alarm clock goes off. They get out of bed. The next thing they have to do is go into the room. Now, that's where most people fail. They yeah. won't move from the place where they're at. Yeah. You know, it's 
it's it's really detrimental uh, or maybe not detrimental. It's 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 hard. How about that? It's hard. If you're going to get up at 5 a.m. to pray, it's hard to just still be praying flat on your back oh, yeah. it, with, with your little comfy socks on, with, with your morning breath still. You know, you almost have to change your environment, your surroundings in order to be productive. And it's not just in a prayer concept. Think about it in the totality of your life. You have got to get out of the place of comfortability. You are submitting to your bed. Your bed does not have power to get you to work. You have got to divorce yourself from the comfortable areas of your life that's not reproducing the type of inspiration you need to change. Yeah. Yeah, man. Page one, never submit to anything that doesn't have power. You ask the question, what does this quote mean to you? Where have you actually utilized this quote in your own life? Wow. I, I've the, the strongest places I've utilized it is in the places that don't have the power to change me. So or or anything that changes me negatively. So, for instance, I've been on this uh, health kick where I'm not and I love gummy bears where I'm not. You are a a snack. You know, like long time gummy bear (laughs) lay in bed, eat them. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not eating gummy bears right now. I'm not drinking soda right now. No Starbucks, nothing sweet, whether it be food or drink, nothing at all, because it has the power to change me, but not in the direction that I want to go. And because I'm more committed to a healthy future and I need to start somewhere, what I'm doing right now is every time I have a sugar craving, what I'm doing is I'm filling that craving with a bottle of water. Come on. And so I'm submitting my life to something that has the power to change me in a positive way. So that water is flushing out the toxins. That water is replacing those cravings. Now, I still have the temptation for it, but I'm just I'm more submitted to something that has the power to change me where I think I need to go. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah, man. We're here with the book, Say It Again, The Right Conversation, Create Kingdom Culture by Pastor Brandon J. Clack. Page one, never submit to anything that doesn't have power. There's a wife listening to this someplace, and she's like, my husband doesn't display any power. Why should, I mean, what, what, what do you want to say to that moment? I, I really want to encourage her, wherever she may be, that you don't necessarily need to look at what you feel like he is consistent in. Cause I think really what that mindset is saying is he's inconsistent. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. What I really want to suggest is that you honor him in the place that he holds in your life. Now that's deep. Now that that honor Courtney, I think will almost stimulate change in the individual. You honor him. You show him that although he may not be what you thought he would be in that moment, you still respect him. You still honor him. You'll begin to incite the type of change in him to meet the standards of what you were hoping he'd become. Every time I talk to you, you have a way of making sure you rid the listener of all excuses (laughs) to just suck, (laughs) to just be terrible. It's the truth. Like man. you just you, you you spoil everything that we do that, that makes us want to just not approve and not get along and not yeah, anything man. like that. Why are you so bent on taking away excuses? I think private excuses really becomes the food of the frustrated. And and when you when Whoa, you begin, wait, 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 pa- pause. Okay. Private excuses yeah. become the food of the frustrated. I should have put that in the book. Dude, that has to go into book number two. Right. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, I, I think the, that, that those excuses, it creates this bed of victimization. 
where I am, I hold the right to be right. And this is why I refuse to change. Here is the truth. Your change is not contingent upon someone else's agreement. And if you're waiting for somebody to look like what you want to partner with in order for you to individually change, you're going to be stuck on the roller coaster of someone else's stubbornness. Ooh. So I, I, I really try to yank the pacifier of excuses out of adults' mouths so that they don't just lean on a comfortable environment to become whatever it is they're supposed to be. You got to change no matter what. Now, here's my thing about this. Okay. Is I'm here. I'm a believer. I'm listening to you. Yeah. My boss is not a believer. He doesn't even go to church. That bum, this and that. (laughs) Do I really need to look at the power he has? Absolutely. If you want to get a raise or or, or if you want to at least keep your paycheck, you know, it, it amazes me how believers, Christians, prophetic people, intercessors, whatever you want to call them, it amazes me how they feel like because they are something in church or in the body of Christ that it's going to override the place of employment. Fam, you have a boss. You need to come to work on time and not use intercession as a reason to come to work late. You need to come back from lunch on time, even if you were speaking in tongues in your car. There, there is a level of responsibility that you have to operate in if you want to succeed in that particular marketplace arena. Do what your boss says. Do what your boss said. This stuff is gold. Yeah. That's why you have to get this. If you're joining us, you probably read day one. I'll say it again. The right conversations create kingdom culture. Now, here's what your responsibility is. Find someone else who has this book and begin to discuss your opening day number one. This is day one. Everybody can't get Pastor Brandon J. Clack as a life coach. Maybe you don't attend his campus or go to his church. Maybe you've never heard him speak live. But what you can do is take the nuggets from this podcast, implement them in your lives. And like the book says, start having the right conversations. Pastor Brandon, what do you want to leave the listeners with? It's their first day. Yeah, I I really want to encourage you that as you are considering what to submit your life to, because I believe submission sets standards, I need you to be willing to check the fruit or what someone else has produced to see what they have the power in. If you want to be Picasso, you don't need to submit yourself to somebody that's still coloring in in the second grade coloring book. You need to submit yourself and that gift and that desire to somebody that's making it big and having some hedgeway. That's it. That's the end of this episode. You're tuned into Game Changer. Pastor Brandon J. Clacky, let me hang out with you. Thanks so much, man. Peace.